Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 22 of season three of This Osteopathic Life. Today, we're going to be talking about enough. And if you haven't yet tuned into the fabulous show called Ted Lasso on Apple TV, now is absolutely the time. And we're going to bring forward an effect that was beautifully intertwined naturally into the conversation and dialogue of that show, semantic satiation, right? where that physiologic phenomenon where repeating a word over and over again causes it to temporarily lose its meaning. And that's very much possible because we're going to be saying enough, a lot today, and talking about the different ways that we say and use and mean enough. And so it is that we begin this exploration. Now, when you first hear that word, what comes up for you? Is it a word of vibrance, abundance, or is it a word of disappointment, of frustration, of lack? Is it a word of exasperation? What is the tone in which you are using the word enough when you choose to? And what first comes up if someone asks if you have enough, if you are enough, if you're doing enough? Who gets to say what enough even means? So let's begin, as we often do, when we are in this space of exploration of words and of concepts, let's look at just some basic definitions. Enough, occurring in such quantity, quality, or scope as to fully meet demands, needs, or expectations. Thinking about that in this moment. Again, if you can... Close your eyes if it's safe to do so. If not, just envision, visualize, contemplate, reflect upon where we think about resources. And when we have been in the experience of enough that meets demands, needs, or expectations. And notice here where the variables can occur. So we can think about the production side and making more, being more, doing more, having more in order to meet whatever level of demands, needs, or expectations that exist. The other side of that equation, of that fraction, is reducing the demands, needs, or expectations so that the supply we do have is enough to meet those, to create equality. And we can certainly expand that, and we've done this in previous episodes, to equity across the sides of the equation as well. And in this time, we receive many messages many reports, many edicts, many recommendations from specialists and experts talking to us about the way in which we are utilizing the resources and how we are currently behaving, that there isn't enough, and so we're in a more production space, and how we might do better to move toward an engagement where we see that there aren't adequate resources presently, 
And how can we reduce our demands, needs, or expectations? Now, needs in there is an interesting construct. And we can think about needs generally. We can think about baseline, core survival needs, air and water and shelter and food. Right? We can look at that on a very granular, specific, and distilled down level. We can also look at what other needs might exist, and that might be in connection, right? And it might simply be in reallocation of resources. If there are baseline needs for survival, right, and that's where we begin, we don't have to remain in survival mode, although in many ways we are called to get back there because moving toward thriving, yes, right, abundance, perhaps excess, right, problematically has taken us away from an understanding of what basic needs are and how resources can be allocated in order for them to be enough for all. And the example under this definition, right, using that word in the sentence, is enough food for everyone. If we think about that, enough water for everyone, enough love for everyone, right? And seeing which resources are automatically abundant. And we simply need to open the floodgates and offer up that space for connection. See what resources are already enough and simply need to be redistributed, reallocated in a more appropriate and equitable way. And then expectations. Oh, expectations. Endless opportunities here to make shifts in what our expectations are to allow enough to happen more and more frequently. And I will always get the kickback of, great, we just lower the bar, right? We settle for mediocre. No, right? It means we have the opportunity in every moment to simply decide what our expectations are, right? If we're feeling frustrated, if we're feeling like we don't have enough, we're feeling inadequate, insecure, left out, looking to see, well, what was our expectation? What is our ongoing expectation? And is there room to shift it? so that we can experience enoughness. And we were experiencing enoughness just as we talked about previously, that good, better, perfect spectrum. Experiencing enough gives us a space from which to operate and move forward, to build, to connect, so we can move even beyond enough should we choose to. But in that space, of adjusting expectations and feeling and experiencing enough is a space of wholeness, of completeness, of adequacy, of satisfaction that can then allow us to make different decisions from a space that isn't driven by scarcity and a lacking version of need. We've talked about in the past that there's no problem with need and need can build connection. And at the same time, when it's not a need from a space of completion or even getting to baseline survival, when we have that privilege, and it absolutely is, to experience enough, we can begin to see things in a new way and act in a different way. And I do believe if we can come from that space, we will more sufficiently as a populace, as a collective, make these better choices that are required of us in order to offer enough on a broader scale to the wider population. So that's adjective definition of enough. We have adverb definitions of enough as well. And interesting how there's a little tweak in here. It's a great segue. So thank you to Merriam-Webster 
com for bringing this forward and following my train of thought, even when I'm not sure where it's going to go myself. In or to a degree or quantity that satisfies or that is sufficient or necessary for satisfaction. And here too, so many interesting nuanced words, necessary for satisfaction. What's necessary to feel satisfied? Are you deciding whether or not something is satisfactory? And that is fantastic news because it doesn't put the demands on this external thing, whether it's the product or the resource, right? It's you feeling satisfied because you're deciding this is enough. And again, here, absolutely, I am owning and acknowledging the elements of privilege in here when there are so many resources that you could make adjustments and decide when something is enough, that you've had your baseline survival needs met. And I recognize that is not the case globally, ubiquitously. And that is something we must work toward as a collective. And I use the word must. I also hope we feel inclined to do so because we are part of the collective and of the whole. And we can begin to see when there is only enough in one small segment of the population or contrasting if there isn't enough in a segment of the population, there isn't enough within the whole, right? And we can examine where we can redistribute our expectations, our ideas around sufficiency and deciding what is necessary to feel satisfied. And thinking about that, we can talk about some Hamilton lyrics in that moment as well. And then together, notice there are some spaces where it is not thought-driven, where there is literally not enough of water, sanitation, clean air, whatever it might be, food, shelter, connection, support. There isn't enough being distributed, but there is enough in the whole, in the greater world. And how can we move those resources more effectively so that everyone does have the opportunity to simply decide what is enough? Because baseline, right, fact-based, quantitatively, there is enough to sustain human life in that space, to sustain all life in that space. So recognizing that and seeing how we have the power, right, and we do have that privilege to leverage it in an appropriate and an effective way. There is the definition of enough as fully or quite. And just thinking about that, quite, I don't use all that often. And it brings me back to my days in the UK and how that word might be used more frequently. And seeing that enough can also mean you've checked all the boxes. The example for this one is he is qualified enough for the position. You have met the baseline requirements. And to have enough equates to fully, because enough oftentimes we do see is just cresting the bar, just barely making it. But if we think fully, you're fully qualified and you are qualified enough can mean the same thing. And noticing how we can just shift that relationship to the word in our minds. Because if we first think, well, I'm qualified enough, right? And we say it in that tone, it can feel like, well, here we go. I barely made it. Hopefully this is good enough, right? Even seeing that tone. But instead, same qualifications, same person. And you say, they are fully qualified for this position, right? It feels robust. Your posture changes, your tone changes, your sense of engagement 
your sense of ownership and agency is, yes, I am fully qualified for this position. And it's an equivalent meaning, but it's the tone and the connotation that we put on it that can shift it for us. Now look at this one. Same idea, taking us more toward that insufficiency, but qualified space. A definition of enough as an adverb of in a tolerable degree. And we could do a whole episode on tolerance, tolerable. She's saying well enough. And if you think about it that way, again, it was decent, maybe in tune, perhaps not the best tone. We can think of all the different ways we would engage with that phrase. She's saying well enough. It's a modifier that's diminishing because if we just leave it off from that same phrase, she's saying well, right? And you think about that, oh, she's saying well, right? She met our expectations. She maybe exceeded them. She sang those notes beautifully. The lyrics were interesting. She played her instrument alongside it. She sang well. She sang well enough is a bit deflating. And so see where those modifiers, and I believe I used one early on in the episode, just, only, enough, when they become diminishers of what we are saying, thinking, feeling, or doing. Now enough as a pronoun becomes more simplified and yet perhaps offers more complexity to the way in which we interact. A sufficient number, quantity, or amount. Enough for present to constitute a quorum. And I've sat on a number of boards more recently in these virtual times, right? And there is a minimum baseline requirement there. And here, had enough of their foolishness. Now, this is one I want to talk with you about. Maybe get your feedback. So if you're listening now and are willing, come back on and leave comments either under the show notes or on social media where you've seen this posted, how often, and this is a bit of a confessional and a bit of an inquiry, do you use the word enough from an intolerance standpoint? And this is one, if I'm thinking about my parenting and where I would like to make some shifts, right? Where I'm parenting good enough, but I'd like to be fully parenting in all the ways that I envision is saying enough as a stop, right? And I think about that. And what is happening for me, that's the action I'm taking, right? Saying the word enough in an exclamation, in an element of frustration. So that's likely the feeling. It's frustration. It's overwhelm that is driving it, right? And what is the thought that is bringing that feeling forward for me? And most often is, this is too much for me. And what often follows enough when I say it, right? If it doesn't get the job done, in its single word exclamation, is that I will say, that's too much. And I do pause in the moment and reflect. I don't always make any adjustments and it certainly doesn't stop me from saying it in that moment yet, right? Because I'm still working on it. Is that this is too much, that's too much. Or the one I really would like to work on, you're too much, right? So notice those differentiations between qualifying the behavior or I should say quantifying the behavior as too much. Maybe it's too much in the terms of volume or energy being output or movement or crashing into whatever might be happening in that time. But when it moves to your too much, I've now personalized it and also in some ways dehumanized it, right? Because who gets to say what means too much from a person? And so from my own perspective, recognizing that's my thought coming through, right? This is too much for me now comes out as like, they are too much. And there is such an important differentiation to happen in there. And interesting to use the word enough 
as a stopper when so many times we are seeking to be enough as this sense of completion, right? That enough is a good thing. You are enough. I am enough. We are enough. This is enough. I have enough. If we think about it in this wholeness, satisfaction, expectation, met, fully qualified space, and yet it can be used against us of enough, stop, right? No more. And I have had enough. We just came from a beautiful lunch, brunch in that midday space, and we all ate quite a lot. We could look at the quantity of what we ate. Many of us are feeling quite full. We had had enough, enough in the satisfied and enough almost again to that overwhelmed space, right? Going beyond that immediate need for nourishment, for satisfaction, for satiation. Have you experienced it yet? Semantic satiation here in this episode with enough and choosing, right? To say, oh, I've had enough. It can move into that frustrated, overwhelmed, overfull space or, oh, I've had enough, right? That was delightful and delicious and satisfactory and nourishing. And then to say enough, where you have crossed a line that I have created that I maybe didn't even tell you about. And now you are personalizing that and internalizing it and making that mean something about you when it's really my own tolerance that has been breached. And I get to decide right, where that level is, where that bar might be. We all get to decide that for ourselves. And we get to decide if it has been met or breached that we perhaps need some space and to remove ourselves. But noticing if we are placing that responsibility on someone else or if we're able to retain our own power by taking responsibility and exerting control by removing ourselves from the situation. And notice the difference. If I would simply say, I've had enough right now. I've had enough noise or interaction or engagement and I need some space, time, quiet, whatever it is. And speak it through our own lens. And I get that this is a elevated expectation and it may not happen in the moment because there is humanity at play from all directions. And yet, I think there's opportunity to recognize when that word is coming through, right? If you can catch it on its way out and enough is coming through, say, oh, enough. What does enough mean right now? Have I had enough? Has it exceeded enough and gone toward too much? Is it too much? Food, time, noise, energy, interaction, whatever it might be. And recognize that is your boundary and absolutely tune in, listen, uphold. And what can you do to shift away from that, to make some space from that? And I'm not saying, particularly in the parenting world, we can't request quiet, right? Especially if we have set that expectation in advance, right? Say quiet time, or this is a quiet space, or we're not jumping, throwing, whatever it might be here. And I may or may not be speaking from personal experience. And also examine when it is simply that it's too much for you. It's beyond your enough in the moment. And again, if it's safe, if your children are quite small, maybe they go into a crib for a moment and you step out of the room when the noise or the activity is beyond your enough in that time. Or if they're older, you simply say, I've had enough right now. I'm going to remove myself for five, 10 minutes, whatever it might be, right? And you get to decide that for you. And so seeing how enough can be this beautiful cue and how there might be space 
between declaring enough and recognizing when it's simply a matter of your own tolerance and an invitation to acknowledge your own needs and boundaries and see that perhaps enough of one thing means there has been not enough of another. So if we're looking at this spectrum, or I picture a pie chart of sorts, and so when it is energy and input, right, the balance part of that might be quiet time and output or self-care space, right? And so if it's all being given to one edge, it's taking away from another, and can you then move that needle back toward a more balanced state, right? This has been a great amount of activity and conversation. And now, right, it's time for rest, restoration, quiet contemplation, internal experience. So seeing that enough in one space may give you the time and the focus to address enough in achieving and moving toward and choosing to find enough in another. How else might we use this word? We've alluded to it a bit in that state of being enough and thinking about yourself and how you decide and how you qualify. If you are good enough for a role, taking on a task, if you're doing a good enough job, and there are opportunities to get feedback, right? And people can tell you, I uh, deliver courses and I get direct feedback. And every time as I go through it, right, I have to remember, right, it is another person and their expectations and their tolerance level and their current variables in life, both for the accolades and for those, say, constructive criticisms in that space. And taking the wide spectrum and acknowledging it and noticing just like in those moments when I might have said to someone, you're too much, right? that's enough, you're too much, that that is a reflection of me, not the other person necessarily. And the same when getting feedback and looking at that and saying, okay, what is the information here? How can it help me to deliver the course more effectively? And what changes might come of this? And what might it reinforce to say this is absolutely the way it's going? And here's how I see that this feedback is actually illustrating the purposefulness of the programming. And absolutely, I go through a wide range of emotions. Yes, I said emotions because we're feeling things now, right? We have opened up those floodgates and we have the feeling spectrum in all the wide variety of colors. And so I experience many of them when going through it and recognizing through all of it is that I get to decide that I am still enough regardless of the feedback received. And we could think about enough and interchange it with worthy or valued, right? that I have meaning and purpose in the work that I'm doing, independent of the feedback. And that doesn't mean there's no integration, incorporation, acknowledgement of feedback. Absolutely not. I spend a lot of time and reflection and modification and updates and revisions and communication with my team when that's brought in. On the foundation of knowing that I am enough, worthy, and whole, no matter what is said. And that means both. That means the glowing reviews and the more challenging reviews. They don't impact that baseline level of enoughness. In the enoughness, for me, if we can bring it in through that lens of the worthy, is so powerful. And to remember that ultimately it's me that gets to say just like it's you that gets to say for you. And so many times we internalize the feedback of others in a way 
that chips away at our enoughness or our outlook right? and our vision and our judgment. And we often think of judgment in a negative way, but also our judgment of the amazingness right? of people all around us begins to chip away at our enoughness because if they're enough and doing all those amazing things, how could I possibly be enough just doing, notice that modifier, just what I'm doing right here, right now on this teeny tiny scale in this little part of the world when so many people are making these massive changes. So if enough is just a given, zero chance, right? My enough is the same as their enough. Mm, I'm going to go with a yes and or a no and if we want to nip it in the bud, right? That you're somehow allowing your enough to be diminished by someone else's enoughness, Those are independent spheres. And I picture it in that multidimensional space. I also talk about the spheres of influence, spheres of control, and that often looks two-dimensional, just the circle on the page. But if I think about our enoughness and our wholeness, I do picture it as these spheres, right? Floating in space, in the universe, and they are intact, right? And they're interacting and engaging and swirling and finding their own orbits about whichever central aspect is right for you in that moment. But they are exactly intact. And they might have different shades and colors and textures. If I think about fluid, because in the osteopathic space, that wholeness, that worthiness, that health is definitely a fluid state. It's not a solid golf ball floating around, but it's a spherical fluid object if we're going to envision it. And ours are all unique and 100% intact. And so the color and the shape and the glow of one doesn't mean the one next to it is less. It's just different, right? It's the uniqueness of it. And whatever's happening in that sphere is happening from that space of enough. And perhaps some Disney movie will come through just like Inside Out did and give a great illustration of this. Maybe we'll watch for that together. But just thinking about your enough, right? And what it is that you are using to qualify that and how you might have the opportunity to shift that, to just decide, ooh, just modifier, ooh, to decide, be more emphatic with that, that who it is, and how it is right now in this moment is absolutely enough. And that means there's also so much room for growth, for modification, for interaction, for learning, for resolution. And I think of that both in being more resolute, standing behind what you have. I think about it in resolving, right? Coming through into a different solution in that space that can all exist from enough. And so as we move into this week, and we did come to this episode in exactly one week, it had been this nine-day interval, and that just seemed like it was the right rate, right? It was sufficient in that time. Here we are in a week, and this is sufficient this time around. I'm satisfied with this interval because it's how it's happening, and I trust that the message comes through when it is meant to. And I do monitor. If there were an extended interval between, I would first listen for why, what has shifted? Perhaps right, the energy or the reflection time wasn't yet there for production. And that can be okay. Right? That could have been enough episodes for that time frame. And if I say, actually, no, I would like to have more episodes because the opportunity to connect 
with the audience and contemplate myself is so helpful. Then I can tune in and say, well, what is the supply needed for that? Is it time and reflection? Is it conversation that stimulates these episodes? Is it simply the energy or the reminder, the carving out of time to record them, right? And then I can begin to shift that balance, look at the both sides of the equation and find that enough space. So we've seen enough in expectations. We've seen enough in so much as meeting needs and redistributing. We've seen enough as in deciding what is sufficient. And we've seen enough in creating a space for satisfaction. We've seen the opportunity for enough to mean fully and take on this robust, abundant feel. We've seen enough in its way of engaging with tolerance and checking in with what our tolerance levels are and how we might need to adjust them. We've seen enough as a cue to remind ourselves that it's ever-present in its fullest quality. And we get to decide, ultimately, on what is enough moment to moment and are invited to remember that we are absolutely always 100% enough. And from there, anything is truly possible. I'd love to hear from you on your experience of enough, which of these definitions might have resonated with you, how you're using it, how you might reconvene with your relationship to enough, and share it with me. And we'll be back again next time with some interviews upcoming as well. I have a new lineup heading into September of interviews, and I'm excited to share conversations for the health of all things with my guests and with all of you. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.